0: Hello and welcome to Fundamentals, the podcast that explores pop culture one conversation at a time. I am your host, Harley. Joining me for this incredible deep dive into the world of throat singing, it's death metal vocalist and voice actor, Sebastien Croteau. Sebastien has an amazing story. It's one that really shows what can happen when you just open up your mind to something completely new in the world of pop culture. We get into the history of throat singing, the different styles that are available, how it's helped him as a metal vocalist, and the very strange and wonderful places that it's taken him as a voice actor. There's this and so much more to get into. So without further ado, let's just get straight to it. This is Throat Singing with Sebastien Croteaua. Hello, Sebastian, and welcome to the Fundamentals podcast. Hello. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for coming on. Uh, I'm really excited to get into this subject with you. Um, Thank you for having me. My pleasure. So you're here today to talk to us about throat singing. Now, I know people listening might be thinking like, oh, that feels a bit niche or sort of where is this going? But you're going to educate us and show us that it's one of those things that's I think just fascinating on its own but can have so many applications. So I guess to kick us off, I'd love to know what was your introduction to throat singing like how did you discover it and get into it?
1: Well, actually but it, 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 you know, I I it kind of happened by accident. Um mm-hmm. the thing is I am a metal vocalist. I started doing death metal growls in 1990. Yeah. Um right. and and I did that for a few years and then at some point uh, I was looking to do something else you know, with Mm. my voice and I didn't know what. And I ended up looking at a movie called uh, Baraka, which is a movie with just soundtrack music playing and images from around the world. And I heard someone and actually uh, his name is David Hikes from the Rainbow Choir, and he was doing diaphonic singing and at the time. Mm. And it's funny because a lot of people think that about metal vocalists that we use voice effect, that we use pedals Mm. to modify our voices and when yeah. i listened to david dykes i was sure it was the same like i couldn't believe yeah. one person could do two sound with his voice yeah and once i've discovered that it was not the case it was really someone who actually was capable of doing two notes two sound with his voice i was like okay i need i need to dive a little bit into that and and so i got into tibetan throat singing music um inuit throat singing tuven Tuvan and Mongolian uh trout singing mm-hmm. and, and I started to listen to a couple of bands, Unurtu and 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 uh, other trout singing from from Tuva and of course Tibetan Hmong, Drepong Lozeling and, and, and others. And I really enjoyed it. But I had a hard time understanding how they were able to do that, because I had no guidance mm-hmm. basically and then they it, it was not like today when I discovered that it was around 1996 mm. so there was not a lot of tutorial on YouTube. <laughs> yeah, of course, yeah. And, yeah. And, and stuff like that actually to 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 be able to practice it or to understand how to achieve that. Um mm. and then I was lucky cuz my drummer in my death metal band or girlfriend mm. was looking at a magazine and it's funny cuz it, it, it's it, it's a girl magazine with recipes, uh makeup yeah. stuff and 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 she saw an interview with a guy called Bernard Dubreuil and mm-hmm. that guy was actually uh, teaching trout singing. And she right. showed yeah, she showed me the in Montreal, which I was wow, I'm in Montreal, this guy's in Montreal, I couldn't believe it. Yeah. I called the guy and I still remember the phone number to this date. And it was in 1996. <laughs> it was five one four two eight five two zero five zero. I don't know if that phone number is still good, probably not, but I was going to say so- someone try it out <laughs> No but I, I still remember it. Then I called him and I was like, "Hey, yeah, I'm a yeah. death metal vocalist and I really enjoy Tibetan throat singing and stuff like that." And and probably we spoke for an hour or two. And mm-hmm. then I I I book lesson with with him. And it didn't take long for me to actually like really dive into it. And, and I was mm. and it was, you know, quite good in, in, in teaching uh, that kind of stuff. And after a couple of months, I became his apprentice or because right. I, I was able to do stuff that he was yeah. not able to do. And, okay. and so he, he, he was always bringing me along to, to his lessons so that I could show different stuff to to uh, to people. Um and then he, he from there decided to organize the first throat singing festival in Montreal. Uh, wow. I know. In I think it was in 1999, and there was Tibetan monks into a throat singer and death metal vocalists. Uh, <laughs> yeah, which is weird to say in the same sentence. Like, yeah, I was going to say a- that's a lineup. <laughs> <laughs> And, 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 and we got to do like more, more. We even created a group called the Globe Glotters, not the Globe Throtters, but the Globe <laughs> Glotters. Uh, and we were doing show uh, here and there in Montreal and in, in, the, in the province of Quebec. Uh, we yeah. got to play with Unurtu for the, the first part of their band. And I got to, you know, uh, uh, learn more of the stuff with with. Bernard's friend uh, Tran Quanai, which is a world-renowned renowned specialist, is a French guy from Paris. is a, is Vietnamese. Unfortunately, died last year. But mm. I had voice lessons with Steve Sklar and and a lot of other people. So I really dived wow. into that, and, and I I guess I never
0: stopped. Yeah, I think it's incredible because it's it's just getting it off of a magazine as well is kind of hilarious that of all the places you could have found that kind of
1: you don't expect. <laughs> a girlfriend from a death, you know from of a drummer from a death metal band to actually read that kind of magazine yeah right yeah, it's true. yeah. <laughs> but she yeah. did and she found that and in because incredible that, and that's the thing when i started i was not good at all and i was mo mm. and i was annoying to my friend in the sense that <laughs> i was i was yeah. trying all kinds of sound and, yeah. and, and and my friend and my band were laughing at me, like, why mm. are you doing that? So it, it was kind of an inside joke that I was trying mm. throat singing. But but right.
0: but today it's it's different. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so well, you mentioned a few different countries, few different, you know, I guess, nationalities, people that try it. Am I right in thinking that there are sort of different styles of throat singing? And there? no, people go for different types. Def-
1: definitely. It... it, it of course it's hard to pinpoint the origin of throat singing like we know tibetan monks have been doing Mm -hmm. it for a very long time we know that inuit throat singing throat singer have been doing Mm -hmm. it for a very very long time as well Mm -hmm. and i know that some of the people in mongolia and in tuva got Mm -hmm. the, the their knowledge of throat singing from tibetan monks were actually traveling to different places. But okay. Of, but of course they adapted it to their own culture, meaning that sure. Tibetan trout singing is basically a spiritual in nature and, and with mantra and with stuff like that. But for Mongolian and Tuvan, it's basically their own culture, meaning that they're singing about the sky, horses, mm. uh a, you know, mm. nature. So it, it, yeah. it, it and it's funny because it's it, it's almost the same thing for Inuit throat singer. When you look at their what they're talking about in their song, it's nature, it's 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 the ice, it's the snow. So so they have mm. basically the kind of, the, the, not the same way of doing it, but kind of the, the same, uh, 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 how could I say it in English? People have to know first I'm French, right? <laughs> <laughs> so sometimes I'm looking for words in English. That's but fine. It, but it's basically based on, on you know on the same uh same of, concept, or... yeah, concept yeah concept exactly yeah, concept subject yeah, yeah. which is nature which is a tiny bit different so mm. when i started it was mainly uh Tuvan throat singing so Tuvan throat singing right. is, is usually slightly higher and mm. a little bit more constriction of the larynx and, and a little bit higher than than the the tibetan throat singing so just mm. to give you an example <clears throat> if i, I I did. Go I did it. not warm up before that. I, I'm <laughs> telling you, usually I do. Uh, but I, I slept late today because
0: you'll do a badge of the me. Don't worry. <laughs> <clears throat>
1: so Tuvin <"Töven> <clears> throat singing. So, you know, it's slightly okay. higher. Tibetan singing yeah. is usually Oh, oh, oh really lower, really yeah. more 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 calm stuff, less stress in, in the larynx. And of course, all those uh you know those two different voice techniques, we have different mm. style. Yeah, you know, yeah, because yeah. we have kargara, we have yizing, borbanandir, that when you do actually overtone and and subharmonic at the same time uh, uh and, and there's kind of also the north american version of what, what we call sigit which is actually overtone singing for the people in mongolia and in Tuva. and there's okay. actually uh, that's the first version that i heard when i was talking about david hikes mm-hmm. uh, uh he, he's actually doing something like this <clears throat> which is more relaxed than the version that they're doing in in um, in Tuva and in Mongolia. And there's actually yeah. a lot of people to do practice that. So, so you know, the throat mm. singing world is, 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 there's so many varieties of different form of throat singing, a different yeah. way to do throat singing, um, that for me, even today, it's just fascinating. I'm still discovering mm. stuff, I'm still trying you know, hybrid form of throat singing. And one of the things that I do is I do voices for monsters and creature in video game. And a lot of the voice technique sometimes that I use are based on throat singing and and other
0: extreme voices uh, technique. It's fascinating. I mean, what you said earlier about, you know, different cultures picking it up and using it for different things. It makes sense that especially it's been going for probably centuries, right? Like you said, we don't really know how long it's been around for. Like, it makes sense that different cultures, different tribes even would use it in different ways to express themselves. I I find that truly fascinating. And the fact that it's, it's still around today and it has these other applications, I just think is really wild. It's really, really cool. And, 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 you know, in
1: 1997, we went to a Mm. hospital in Montreal with a, um, ENT. Uh, doctor yeah. with and with a net musicologist to record the sound because they wanted to know how we were able to produce those sound and it's funny sure. to think that at that point hmm. they thought it was basically a a, a problem with our vocal cords or <laughs> our, our, our right. voice and that we were not able to control that phenomenon it was basically like just something okay. that you know that there, there was a problem with our voice and we just mm. use it uh, for hearts and music so we went there and we had cameras inserted in our throat so there was tibetan monks and with throat singer and two death metal vocalists right. um and that's basically where i i understood when we saw the footage actually because mm-hmm. for tibetan monks we saw that some of the, the the one of the voice technique that they were using was actually with false chord. Vibrating right. in a way that they were creating a subharmonic one octave below the note that, that they they were actually uh, 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 singing, and and when when we got to look at Inuit throat singer, it was basically the same. They were doing vibration on their vocal cords and on their false vocal cord, and they were also producing that subharmonic. And then when right. we look at metal vocalists. It's basically the same thing. We are actually activating the false vocal cord for a certain techniques, all of them. Yeah. Some of them are on the uh, uh, vocal cords. And and we're basically also producing a subharmonic. The only difference being the subharmonic being less clear in terms of it's not one octave precisely without the note. It's just a bundle of frequencies down there like a storm. Yeah. Like that. But when I looked at that and I, I was like, okay, so the grandfather and grandmother of modern metal voices
0: yeah
1: is definitely for me timothy throat singing and inuit throat singing like we did not mm. invent anything we just pick <laughs> those voice technique and we made it modern and modern yeah. in, in a sense that it, it is what i call the stress of modern time and this is right. when you when you hear extreme voices and when you actually look at the vibration pattern, and this is funny because most, mostly for Tibetan and Tuvan stuff, the vibration pattern is what I call synchronized, which means that when it vibrates, there's a synchronization so that we can actually clearly see that harmonic. And when we look at metal voices, it's mostly desynchronized, so an aperiodical a pattern of vibration. And I found that fascinating because... Yeah, when you look at it, you look because there's a reason why that kind of voice appear, you know, metal voice and harsh voices and distortion voices and, mm. you know, so for me, it goes with our times, right? The stress yeah. of our times, the, 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 the fact that we are, we seem to be less in touch with nature uh uh today sure. then, then tibetan monks or tuvan throat singer mm. or tuvan or people you know up north in quebec the inuit so so so, so i guess it makes sense that it came mm. from the cities not from you know the the, the mountains or the the prairies or or yeah. you know in the land of snow with with with, with basically nothing uh, so we kind of lost our touch with nature. And I think that for me, that, that's what battle voices symbolize with their mm. desynchronized way of actually
0: uh, uh, doing what, what, what they do. Yeah, I think that's a really good thing, actually. Yeah. No, it's true, it's true. You mentioned earlier, you know, that other cultures would pick up other tribes, and that affected the sound. So it makes sense, like you say, someone who's completely removed from it now. You know, we're, we are so far removed from that way of life. But yeah, when it comes to applying those techniques, it's going to be another completely different sound altogether. And it goes with the music. The music goes yeah. fast. It, 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 yeah. it, it's something that is
1: da, 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 da. so yeah. it, it needs to, 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 to be something else than, than you know, mm. than trout singing. So, 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 so I think, yeah. it, and for me, I was like, okay, you know, when we were looking at the footage and we were analyzing the sound, I was like, okay, so I'm more of an extreme trout singer than mm. a metal vocalist. You know. F- right. For me I, I I I saw that there there was there there was a story behind what I'm I was doing as a metal vocalist. There was a mm. heritage. Yeah. So I, I so we were kind of no longer alone, no longer yeah. like we were part of a uh, of a family of of, yeah. of, of you know, a voice technique that has been existed for a long, long, long time.
0: And did you find that having that insight and that information make you a better vocalist and sort of make it easier for you to then explore other things?
1: Definitely. First of all, when when I started to do troll singing and, and I practice all the exercise that my teacher was showing me, I actually became a better metal vocalist. Uh, uh, it, mostly because the, the, the exercise in troll singing We focus really on different part of the voice, like the breathing, the larynx, the distortion, the resonance chamber, the soft palate. And I think by just concentrating on all those things within the voice, um, I was able to have better control. of what I was doing actually in 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 with my metal voice, I was actually able to pronounce better to enunciate instead of just being a metal vocalist doing oh, yeah. like sometime we, <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like, like sometime we can hear in in, in some metal music, and for yeah. me, that was always the goal. I always try to be as clear as possible even 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 if I'm using vocal distortion and and false chord vibration to do to do my 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 voices. Um, so everything about my male voice just got better because of throat singing. And today, when I started to teach 12, 13 years ago, like I was actually using all the exercise that I learned in throat singing to actually mm. as a kind of a gateway to be able to learn, uh, extreme mm. voices. Cause basically it's, it's when we do throat singing, the speed of vibration is slower. Than yeah. the one we have in extreme voices. So for me, it's all about being able to adapt to and to do to start slow. Because when I started doing metal voices, there was there was no vocal coach, there was no teacher for that, and I was right. kind of lucky to kind of ha- have the right technique right at the yeah. beginning. Yeah. Uh, uh, because I I was just trying to imitate the sound that I was hearing from from those sure. cas- cassette because. I, when I started to listen to music, it was cassette, not CD. Cassette. <laughs> I'm from that era, um, so we're just basically trying to imitate. So I had no real yeah. technique. I, I again, I just got lucky. But when I got into throat singing, now it became more serious. I had warm ups that I was doing before going on stage, and I think that. This is one of the reasons that after two thirty two years of singing metal music and 25 years of doing throat singing, that I never had problem. I never had nods on my vocal cords and, and never, never had any problem with my voice. Basically, it's because of those exercises and because I'm able to start slow and then get faster and faster and faster and warm up like that instead of just going into bah! you know, the the big yeah. voice, because this is what most metal mo- vocalists do uh, uh, today, less and less because they're more and more vocal coach in, in yes. metal. But most of them are just going like, okay, I'm ready to go. Yeah. And and yeah. This, this is not a good way to,
0: to warm up your voice. <laughs> no, no, that's it. I mean, I've heard many a horror story of, of vocalists who've just blown it out on tour and then they're like, now what do I do? And they have to go back and relearn how to sing properly and it yeah, it sounds like you got really fortunate finding this whole world of singing and these techniques to just lay those foundations early. And, and,
1: and almost at the beginning of my
0: singing career yeah. you know yeah. i i i was
1: lucky but then again i was curious you know and and i always sure. heard about the voice because even like even today i'm listening to uh kwawali music with, with a pakistani mm. singer which is absolutely crazy what they're doing with their voice, a okay. Sard- Sardinian singer that use a base of throat singing and what they're doing. So I'm, I've always been curious about what the voice can do. And even today, with all the monster sound and the creature sound that I'm doing, I'm always trying to explore and to find new stuff to use to do those creature and monster. So I've always been curious and, 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 uh, and careful I think yes. those are the <laughs> two the, the two qualities to 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 be able to go through time and still have my voice
0: intact in, in, in a sense. Of course, yeah. So I mean talk to me a bit more about this this monster vocalist I mean, how did you get into that? So you're doing your death metal, you're doing your your throat singing. How do you end up doing monsters? I, actually it's one of my friends that I knew because
1: I'm playing in um, I was I'm still playing in the death metal band, the same band I was playing, which we just took a long break and we reformed in 2018. But I was doing, you know, a couple of shows with bands that were not really death metal band or metal band. At some point, we wanted to to be seen by other people, not just metal fans, but by, you know, just trying to open the, yeah, the, the, yeah. the, 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 the musical horizon of people were like, okay, you know, so, let, let's get out of our comfort zone and let's. And, yeah. and, and, so it happens that we played with a couple of rock, you know, rap mm-hmm. and whatever band. And one of those band was called Redcore and it was mm-hmm. actually a rock band. And one of the guy that we became friends, uh, um, after a few years, uh, went to work for Ubisoft in Montreal. And, nice. at some, and at some point, they were looking for a weird voice to do their, <laughs> their creature and monster. And that was in 2005. So he gave my name to the audio director. The audio director contacted me, and I was like, yeah, why not? You know, maybe I'm going to give it a try. Let's see if I can, you know, do something interesting. And then yeah. I, I went to Ubisoft. They showed me the visual of the creatures and, and everything. I was like, oh, yeah, this one, it could be blah, blah, This one, it could be Mm -hmm. like this and this, and I had to wait seven, six, seven months before they contacted me back. Mm -hmm. At the time, I didn't know, but now I know that sometimes, you know, in the industry, game Mm -hmm. development can take quite some time and sometimes a lot of things changes, so sometimes you see stuff. And when you go into the studio, it's completely different, which was the case for me when I arrived in studio, they they changed all the creature and I was like, right, so everything I had planned in my head just went out of the windows. But I was like, okay, I I need to do this. I need to find something for for each one. And that was really something because of my first recording session for the game lasted probably I did seven hours per day for two days straight. Wow, which is insane. You know, yeah. when, when I think about it uh, now, that was completely insane. Because I remember at the end of the two days, I had blood in my saliva. Oh, dear. B- because I, I, I and that was my first game. So I, you know, I gave I, I gave it all. You know, I wanted to yeah. show them that I, I could actually uh, uh, do it. But that was really something. So after that game. Well, now Ubisoft knew that there was this weird guy able to do weird voices. (laughs) And and so they call me back again for Assassin's Creed 2. You know, know, when you poison someone with the poison blade, the sound that you hear... that was me. Yeah. They asked me to. Right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> they asked, they asked me to do that, and I brought a friend for the first time. My friend marie helene Landry, which is a um, a female metal vocalist, um, uh, still active today. sometimes we 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 sing together. She's playing in Obsolete Mankind, so I brought oh. her along because they needed a female voice. So that was mm-hmm. actually the first time I, I was bringing a friend, and then after that, we did Prince of Persia. Uh, we did the reboot and the other one after, and wow. they had many more creatures. So they asked me like, "Hey, do you have any? Do you know any metal vocalists?" And of course, I've, I've been in, in the metal scene for quite a while, so I know most of people uh, uh, in the metal scenes. I was like, "Yeah, I know this guy. This guy, maybe this person." Mm. So it, it's really over time that in Montreal we had almost fifteen to sixteen metal vocalists doing voices for 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 creatures that's fascinating and at some point i was like well maybe we should create a company <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> maybe we should be, because you know basically and, and and that's the thing it's easier to approach a company when you're a company yeah. than when you look like an out of work voice actor and you're just like <laughs> begging for contracts you know i was like yeah. okay well, let's create a company um mm. and, and and we did and we're like you know what what should be the name of that and finally like we ended up uh, I I ended up suggesting the Monster Factory because it's basically where yeah that was the, the 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 only name I I could I could think of and then we we created the company and and since 2018 uh, uh we just became bigger and bigger we had many more contract and now we're a hundred and something 404 104 metal vocalists in
0: 17 countries Whoa. around the world yeah <laughs> that's incredible man oh, fair play that's great that's great i i'm fascinated to know that with with doing these creatures i mean you mentioned like it but obviously a quite a strain on your, your first time doing it did that require you then learning other techniques and trying to go outside of throat singing and sort of, I'm going to go further up here or down here, I'm going to try all this new stuff? No, of, uh, of course, again, like I said, I've always been curious, you know, yeah. always, always
1: trying thing and then, okay, and trying to mix things together. Let's put this and let's remove this. Oh, no, let's add this. Oh, no, I'm going to try and change that. And, and a lot. And, and that's funny because when I started to learn throat singing, after mm. a few years, I was like, oh, I'm at, I'm at the summit of my heart, you know? Right. And, yeah. and that was like 20 years ago, or 15, 20 years ago. But okay. it's really today that I can say, well, I'm really able to do a lot of different stuff because just to give you an example, inhales, that was not something mm-hmm. I was able to do. Like when you inhale, right. oh, yeah. This, I couldn't do that before or higher one. You know, (laughs) and that I discovered that it was a good sound for for creatures and monsters
0: and also terrifying. Yes.
1: (laughs) And also making the uvula vibrate like I I didn't think that was possible. But when you actually do something close to the the predator, like. Hmm. (sighs) So again, just by exploring and by being curious, I was like, I, I, I found this different voice technique or different things that I could use of course every time that I start something new I try something new it's not good it takes mm-hmm. a while before you know I can work it out into something that you know might be interesting for a creature or monster voice uh, sure. but, but yeah just in the last Marvel Garden of the Galaxy one of the video games that we worked on I did mm-hmm. 17 characters wow yeah okay so I I'm you know I'm able to do a lot of different things with with my voice, Uh, uh, but of course I was not alone. They hired 14 metal vocalists to actually do the voice of the aliens and the creature in the game, but just myself, because I can do a lot of different things. I did 17 uh, 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 aliens and creature in in
0: the video game. Brilliant. Yeah. (laughs) And it's it's just practice, I guess, and isn't it? Like you say, just be willing to sit in a room and just experiment and just see what happens. The thing is, I play with my voice every day.
1: Yeah, I, I don't go into extreme voices every day, but I'm mm. always trying. You know, sometimes yeah. mom trying cute creature. I'm <laughs> I, I'm always trying to do something. You know, with my yeah. voice and to practice that. Uh, um, and, and I guess this is one of the key to 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 be good at what you do is consistency mm. and have a discipline. You know, because no. I'm I'm no longer twenty. I'm not. Uh, you know, I, of course, a lot of people think that when you play in a metal band, you know, you just smoke drugs and drink alcohol. That was true 20 years ago, but now today it's like it's. Mm. I don't have the time. <laughs> 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 I don't. Nor am you know. Nor am I am tempted to do that today because I did that sure. 20 years ago. So to you know usually i wake up in the morning six seven i work on the monster factory work on some stuff even today after you i have some auditions to to work on because i have to send auditions for a client tomorrow so and i'm teaching uh uh extreme Mm. voices i'm teaching voice acting uh uh, so i'm always keep my voice active of course i have day when i i shut up or 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 i'm trying to to you know to have some vocal rest because that is also key to for the the you know to have a a a, a long <laughs> long career but uh yeah. but i basically tried you know small stuff uh every day
0: yeah yeah again that, that makes a lot of sense um i think the idea of just knowing your limits you know knowing when to say okay i've I've done enough for now i'm just gonna back off and. You know just have a bit of a rest or like you say take it easy It, it, it I, it's it's absolutely vital to, for any vocalist to have vocal rest day
1: like so you, you just you don't do anything like you, you can maybe do some breathing exercises but nothing that involves vocal cord vibration or false vocal cord it's sure. just basically some eggs some small exercises but and, and even when i have vocal rest day, I'm always working, like in a sense that you can see my movie collection (laughs) Yeah, yeah. yeah. in in, in the back. Since I'm doing voices for monsters and creature, I'm always looking at movie, horror movie, sci-fi movies, so that I can actually hear what they're doing, so that I can hear if it's a human, if it's an animal sound bang they use, if it's a Uh software that modify the voice. I have If you can see up there, I have a lot of retro gaming console, but but new one as well. So I'm Uh also sometimes playing video games to actually hear the sound of the creature and the monster, the voice acting. So, so, so yeah, in a sense, I'm always working even when I'm not working with my voice. I always do something that is linked to the passion I have for the voice and the passion I have for doing voices for creatures and monster.
0: Yeah. That makes total sense. And it's something that I'm fascinated by as well is, because I mentioned it earlier when you went to the doctors and you're having your throat looked at Is I, I personally, before I sort of stumbled across um, Chris Lippe, which is how I you know, came across you, a uh, former guest of the show, a uh, great vocal coach in his own right. And it was this whole thing of hearing extreme metal, hearing that kind of, because I quite like a lot of that stuff. And thinking like, how do they do it? Is it? I was under the assumption of the doctors basically of like, Oh, maybe it's just a thing where they just go for it and they have to rest or they can't control it or it's just random. But so as I've sort of learned listening to him and listening to you and talking about throat singing and all these other techniques and, you know, you mentioned false chord fry, all this stuff that if you're interested in vocals, especially metal stuff, you hear these terms very quickly because it's all about practice. And as you said, it's discipline. It's understanding how these things work and then applying it, not just, screaming your lungs out and hoping for the best. Definitely. But 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 that's the thing. You know, a lot of people, when they listen to
1: extreme voices, they always Mm. have two things to say if they're not into it. Oh, that person looks angry. And oh, (laughs) that person must probably hurt uh, uh, his voice when he does that. And it's funny because when you think about it, vocal distortion or link in our Mm -hmm. life to two things, pain, Mm. ah, yeah. And anger. <gasps> you know when yeah. you when you're angry. So for people, these two emotions mm. are, are what they 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 can relate to when they hear vocal distortion. But it's just sure. so much more than anger and pain. But it's funny that when yeah. they hear it. For them, it's something like the only thing that they can associate that with is their own thing. Okay, so when I suffer, I do vocal distortion, and I'm when I'm angry, I do mm. vocal distortion. So that's why most of the comments are, "Oh my God, you look angry," or "Oh my God, it must hurt <laughs> to do that," because they can only associate that with with anger and pain. But that's the thing: Tibetan monks and Inuit throat singer have been doing vocal distortion for centuries. Yeah. Right. So if this was bad, mm. they would probably have stopped by now. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> a lot yeah. of people, a lot yeah. of people assume that metal voices are 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 dangerous for the voice. Right. Exactly. But not when you learn how to do it the right way, and that's the yeah. thing. Even the the basic recently, very recently, like a month ago, there's a study in Europe that has been done by i don't recall the name of the uh uh, the doctor but they followed uh 20 metal rock vocalists over the course of 14 years and basically the the conclusion from that is when done properly there's no arm that there's no it doesn't generate problem uh uh for the voice when it's done properly like anything else like i've heard a lot of pop singers, rap singers or whatever, you know, opera singers that were doing their thing and got problem, you know, yeah. so the the risk is the same for all form of singing is that people assume that it's more dangerous when you do extreme voices, but sometimes, but for me, they, they probably forgot that we we are all born metal vocalists, like all babies <laughs> produce vocal distortion at birth. Yeah, true. We all do it naturally yeah. and without hurting ourselves. And, and this is something human can do now. Mm. Uh, and the thing is, basically, at some point, we don't we no longer need to scream to make ourselves understand like what we want. I'm I'm hungry. Oh, my my mm. diaper is full of whatever. We learn words right. and, and then we use words. we no longer need to use that. But we are still able to do it at birth without any guidance, without any vocal coach like this is something we can do. So, yeah. uh, so we're more able to do that
0: than pe- than a lot than what people think about that kind of thing, you know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, this is it. I sort of come to appreciate that, that as you say, it, it's already in there. The stuff's in there. It's just knowing how to do it properly, and and it's it's like anything, isn't it? It's it's more the misinformation that does the damage. People don't realize. It's like when you're yeah. going skydiving; it has to be done properly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you
1: need a parachute, yeah, you need a parachute it needs to be folded yeah. the right way and it, 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 but when all the right conditions are met, it's safe, mm. right, yeah. and that's the exact same thing with with extreme voices. There are no more risk of having problem with your voice if you are a metal vocalist than mm. if you are an opera singer. The risks right. are the same, it's just people associate. You know that. Oh my God! Vocal distortion, pain, mm. anger. So they must hurt themselves. That mm. that that's you know that's the, the, the that's what they 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 think about when they listen to when they they're outside the metal community and they will listen to that. But actually, when yeah. you, you look at the studies again, it's it's fine. it's safer than what people think generally about you know vocal distortion.
0: And often as well, another thing that I think people don't come to appreciate, uh, and again, I've, I've come to learn this as well, is you are aiming for notes as well when you're doing this stuff. You're not just making a noise. It's like you, you have something specific in mind and you're sort of adding layers to it. So there's a lot of thought that goes into it as well, and musicality.
1: Well, The, the thing is, there your natural voice is always mm. behind any kind of vocal distortion. Mm. Like, if I do <clears throat> so, <clears throat> my singing voice is right there. And, 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 and you need yeah. that voice behind every form of distortion that you actually, if I'm going yeah. if I take the distortion. That mim- so so the fundamental note that you produce when you're just singing uh, uh, clean is always ma- there. Yeah. It's just that you are adding an element over that that kind of blur the whole fundamental note because most of the time you don't hear it like when when you listen to tibetan troll singing people mm-hmm. think that the monks are singing low like most people they hear that yeah. and they're like oh my god they're singing so low it's incredible but the thing mm-hmm. in they're not singing low when they do oh you know it mm-hmm. seems low because we hear mostly the subharmonic being amplified. we don't hear the fundamental but if i'm taking out the distortion
0: oh, mm.
1: this is really the note that they're they're singing so it's really yeah. higher than the note that you can actually hear at the end but it's basically because of the vibration mode that they have uh, uh that they're doing that actually generate a subharmonic, and then after that you amplify the subharmonic. but when you do that the fundamental is always there mm. you know it's always behind every sound that
0: we do uh
1: uh, right. uh
0: intro in singing or, or in extreme voices that's it uh, i find that again fascinating that it's like as you've mentioned it's it can be safe if you do it right it can be extremely musical and it's very disciplined so it's, it's one of those things i think even if people listen and they think oh it's not for them it's fine it's but fine you put, but you have to respect that there's a lot of work and thought that goes into it
1: and, and, and you know a few years ago uh, we got hired to uh, have a debt metal band in a professional play in montreal Right. Okay. They wanted a death metal band for a professional play, you know, like 250 people every night for 20 days in a row, uh you yeah. know, at a very official theater in, in 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 Montreal. And that's the thing when we got to do the you know the songs and everything and when we rehearsed before the premiere and before you know the show really started and we started having people I was like, "Oh my god, you know, the the people that that are usually uh into theater for me i was like are oh, there more they love pop music classic music it's going to be hard for them to get that hit yeah. in the face with, with metal music and i had a lot of, of 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 you know thought or or apprehension about what people could actually think about what we were doing But I was was wrong, I was so surprised because most people, and those people are not the kind of people that would go to a metal concert. Right. But since it was in their usual element, which is, you know, a play in a theater, they they, they love that Mm -hmm. kind of thing, they have uh, uh, tickets for the whole season for different play. Uh, Just by sitting there and by looking at what we were doing. Yeah. So many people came to us after, you know, uh, uh, after the performance, and they were like, "I don't like." And even like old people, I was so surprised. Like I remember, an eighty-something-year-old <laughs> lady came to me, and I thought she was going to, to to tell me, "Like, oh my god, you know, this was horrible. I don't like it." <laughs> but she came to me, were like this was really special, like I really enjoy, it seems so hard to play your instrument. My God, I never thought there was so many notes and it was so, Mm. it seems so difficult. It seems that there's a lot of work behind that and most people, you know, Mm. there are probably two people left the play Mm. out of 5,000 people that came to see it. But most wow. people were just coming and, and they were so surprised that it was not just noise, not just, <laughs> yeah. you know, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, uh, like the drum in Sesame Street just going. <laughs> blah, 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 blah. Yeah. You know, it was actually, there was a lot of work in that. And, and even right. for me, uh, the play was in French and I was making a point, ah. even if I was using vocal distortion, I was making a point to be as clear as possible so they could yeah. hear what I was saying. And, yeah. and and even the production of the play decided to put subtitles when I was singing in French. So right. just in case people could not understand, but most people did. And that's the thing. And that's wow. what amazing is that, you know, I, and this was a lesson for me, then I thought people would be less open minded than they yeah. actually were. They, they, they were so like, And and, and I kind of felt bad that I misjudged those people, you know, usually we are the one that Mm. are misjudged by other people, but I was doing the same with them. I was doubting their open mindedness and and I'm I'm like, okay, I'm never going to do that again.
0: You know, you never know because you never know. That's true. Yeah. And given the right setting which it clearly was then yeah say opened them up to it uh, i'm curious do you, do you remember what the play was called i might have to try and find this no the 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 um i'm i'm, I'm cuz we
1: did a a a song for the play and it, it's on youtube the play it's in french it's called jean Z, which is basically the equivalent of simon says you know the game right. simon yeah. says yeah 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 simon yeah. says blah, 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 blah. So, so so it's kind of
0: that but translated in french it's jean Z right okay i am gonna do my best to find that no no I'll, I'll, i i'll I'll, I'll,
1: I'll send you the links and it Thank was funny you. because you know even we had choreography between the musician and yeah. the actors right. uh and at the end even at the end, I became incorporated more in the play because basically we were playing, you know back in the days when you went to see a movies and the orchestra was you know just yeah. below the screen mm. and doing the music, that's basically what we were like, just below right. the scene, doing the music, like in the pit, doing the music, not all the time, but at certain places in the, in, in the play. But at the end, they decided to incorporate me as an actor in the play for, for, uh, you know, the last 10, 15 minutes. And that was Brilliant. something for me. Cause for me, I was like, okay, I'm comfortable with the role of singer. Yeah but that was my first role as an actor in a play. So I was like, wow. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and we'd all had costumes, you know, kind of tribal yeah. looking costume. Cause uh, yeah. So, so that was really something. And for me again, to this day, I'm still amazed at how people reacted to
0: that. Yeah. I, that's, truly wild. And yeah, I look forward to getting the, the footage. I'll put it in the show notes for people to go and have a look as well, because that sounds absolutely wild. Um, <laughs> you great, know, though. death
1: metal and theater. <laughs> Together at last. <laughs> Who would have thought, like, for yeah. me, if someone told me, you know, 15 years ago, hey, you know, someday you're going to be in a play with a death metal band and oh, yeah. so someday you're going to do voices for a video game
0: and you're going right. to do a lot. I w- I, w- I would I would have laughed, probably it would have been like, yeah, right. <laughs> but I think it just goes to show, doesn't it? It's it's all the application that you can do with this stuff and how far you can take it. And, and again, being curious, you know, yeah. not not
1: being because for me, like even when I started doing metal, I wasn't really good, but I always believed in myself and I, I, I was like, no, no, I'm 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 going to practice and practice and practice. And, and i've you know e- e- even when people were were discouraging me from mm. going forward with that and just to tell you it's funny because my family always encourage encourages and encourage,
0: Enc- encourages yeah thank or, or you <laughs> encouraged sorry encouraged <laughs> is the past tense i'm that, getting it wrong now <laughs> yeah,
1: that, that's the that's the, 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 the yeah and my family was always supportive You know i I remember one of the first show i did my mom was there with her boyfriend and my father came to see me also when i was doing so for me i could never rebel against my parents when i was a teenager because they were supportive of something really weird like imagine today (laughs) like for me like i I don't know having a 14 year old kid going Mm. to do metal in in a bar (laughs) i i I don't know uh I, I probably know I would be really open because, you know, I, I, I my mom was. But it, I, I I was just I just find that absolutely amazing that that they were always there, always supportive. And I think that gave me wings, you know, in yeah. the sense that, oh, let's go. I feel supported because some of the people of my friend like they were not. And my family was so I kept
0: going on. That's awesome. I'm really glad to hear that. <laughs> genuinely yeah it's 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 a difficult i think to get into it, especially if like so your family don't understand perhaps or and imagine in the era that you're doing it as well i know death metal was sort of kind of a newer genre like it was getting grounds but it was still quite new
1: i started in 1990 probably death metal came around 88 89 90 yeah so those were really the first year and this was really an extreme form of music like with everything mm. going fast and used distortion in the guitar and the voice is just screaming, screaming, screaming and crazy. Mm. And I was like, wow, you know, instead of telling me, ah, there's no future in that, stop doing that, son. They basically mm. just like, no, you're good at it. Keep pushing, keep doing it. You know, and my mama has always been there, like all the show. Even today we played at the, um, every Montreal festival, which is a huge, uh, um, metal festival in Montreal. Uh-huh. And, and she was first row. My mom is 70 uh, uh, uh sixty-six, sorry. <laughs> and she was first row. Of course, I had a lot wow. of friends around her. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, I was gonna say, yeah. <laughs> because in a metal show, it can get quite uh
0: spicy, yeah, chaotic, <laughs> yeah, and, yeah, and
1: people are doing mosh pit and throwing themselves from the stage. So I had a bunch of people around her so that. Mm nothing could hurt her but she was mm. there first row i was like That's wow incredible. my 66 year old mom <laughs> right there first row at a metal concert at every montreal i was like wow this amazing. is amazing this is quite an amazing human <laughs> yeah Do you
0: know, it's, it's something i see quite often actually i must admit i go to a lot of heavy shows and yeah you see the guys uh, guys and gals who've clearly been supporting them for decades yeah and it it never ceases to amaze me like they're always there getting stuck here in a front row and good for your mom that's awesome yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's really good <laughs>
1: <laughs> no for me i still have a few pictures of that and, and yeah. i i will cherish those picture for all my life because this is just like wow and i and i can see yeah. on the picture all my friends you know yeah like, just they were really like were, yeah, yeah yeah they were they were making sure nothing could earth her or or whatever they're really like you know security
0: <laughs> that's awesome i don't think we've we've mentioned the name of your band just yet just for oh, people yeah. listening
1: of course uh, uh uh actually my first band was called Cervical Slot, but S-L-O-T, not (laughs) S-L-U-T, which is quite different. (laughs)
0: Very different, yes.
1: (laughs) And the other band uh, um, I I started playing in in 1993 is called Necrotic Mutation.
0: Right, okay. And,
1: And it's still my band today. Like, we're writing a new album even wow you know so many years after uh cuz we we uh we decided to to do a comeback in 2018 so mm. the first drummer the first bassist me and two new guitarists we decided to to you know bring that back from the dead and just enjoy yourself and and it's Brilliant. funny because this is so less stressful than you know when you're 20 and you want like, oh, I I want to tour I, I want to have a career with that today it's like yeah we basically all have kids jobs and and so it's not about going on tour, the tour life you know the the sex drug and rock and roll kind of thing it's just Mm -hmm. basically just enjoying ourselves doing music and sharing that with with people you know we don't have the stress of having to think oh now we have to go do an album and then to go on tour and then to sell t-shirt and then Everything that most men have to deal with, like because mm. of where we are today, it's like it's it's not the same at all.
0: Yeah, that's just a really good position to be in, for sure. Unless it makes it a lot more fun for you just to go and enjoy the shows, put something together and there's there's always no pressure. Exactly. It's basically having fun while playing metal. That's it. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> which is the best way
1: to be yeah, exactly absolutely. well just basically yeah. enjoying what we do because it, yeah. it, it's not everyone in their life who gets to enjoy what they do most of the time we have a boring job with a boring mm. and, and, and and you know i was lucky that i found my passion at such a young age because mm. for a lot of people it takes a lot of time to actually say this is something that I want to yeah. do. Of course, when I started, I didn't knew all the branches mm. that would grow out of that 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 tree. But yeah. uh, for me, I was so passionate about. I remember I was singing Michael Jackson in, in, in seventh grade. Right. I was I was singing, uh, you know, Rick Astley song yeah.
0: "Never Gonna mm. Give You".
1: And for me <laughs> the boy and i was even a choir boy at some point i was singing in the church in quebec uh, every sunday right but it, it basically me, it's because I, I could sing you know so yeah. i've always been fascinated even when i when i was listening to cartoon you know mm. I, I remember i was most fascinated by the villains and the bad yeah. people in, in the cartoons you know for me commander cobra
0: G.I. Joe, right? Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Hey, G.I. Joe, we'll start <laughs> the fight. He was doing yeah. extreme voices. Yeah, yeah, cookie, it's true. Cookie Monster and yeah. Sesame Street. Oh, serious for Cookie. You know, the, the, they were all weird voices. So, 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 even if I was like, you know, like oh, Imam, you know, G.I. Joe are the best, not Cobra. I was secretly rooting for the bad guys because I <laughs> love their voice the most. <laughs> and now yeah. it all makes sense today. Why? <laughs> right? Right. Yeah,
0: you had, you had an affinity. Yeah,
1: you knew, you knew. <laughs> but the passion of the voice for me was always there. And, and, and I, again, I was lucky that I discovered that soon
0: enough in my life. Absolutely. And again, as you say, you, you find this way of just putting it into so many other avenues. I mean, who? Who'd have thought, imagine selling your 14-year-old self that you'd have a, a voice acting company one day. I bet you wouldn't believe it. No, for me, <laughs> I was like, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, right. Okay. You know? No one wants to hear me do this. Yeah. Yeah, I, maybe. Or, you know, probably,
1: yeah. when I, I, I would have said, whatever, you know, teen. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah <sure>. Whatever. <laughs> but no, no, no. And, and, and that's what I love about, If I look behind, like, there's a lot of happy accidents, but it it, it all makes sense. It's, it's, uh, I was always driven by the voice and and Mm. voice related stuff and singing. And when I look back at it, 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 it's, it's all there, you know, and it's still there, but now it's just more professional than, than, than it was, you know, but the passion is still there and you can probably still see it in my face yeah, when I'm yeah. talking about it. My eyes Definitely. are always like lighting up yeah. like a Christmas tree. When I talk about that, you know, voice acting and extreme voices throat singing, I'm, I'm so passionate about it and I'm, 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 I'm glad because again, uh, it's not everyone in their life that have that kind of passion that they found something that they're so true. passionate about that they can
0: smile mm. when they think about it you know <laughs> yeah absolutely yeah do you know it's so true and it's it's yeah it's rare even rarer that people get that and then are able to make some sort of career out of it and, and do it for a job so i'm, I'm really genuinely pleased to hear that you like you clearly enjoy what you do and oh you i wake do up and just enjoy going to work it's great i wake up and i smile and I go yeah. to bed and I smile, even when
1: I have to do the accounting, which I don't particularly <laughs> enjoy. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. And I, I
1: have to, you know, like mail stuff or, or, you yeah. know, do bank transfer. But, but, but these are all like things that are necessary for me in order to be able to do the rest of the thing that, that yeah. I want to do. So even that, like, it doesn't feel like work sometimes a little bit, but it's yeah. just, Hey. I'm gonna do that but then I'm gonna do a contract. I'm gonna be in the studio. I'm gonna do zombie sounds for four hours and mm. and it's going to be fun and, but and the thing is also I get to share that with friends. I've got to yeah. share that with my fellow metal vocalists in Montreal but also my fellow metal vocalists in, in, in around the world. so so, so mm. this is this is something I enjoy you know a lot uh, being able to do that with friends.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It's a be a part of that community, share this knowledge. And it must be nice then to see people that maybe at one time were struggling or you haven't quite got it. And you can give them those tips and then they're off and they're doing their own thing. No, definitely.
1: I mean, Even when Mm. I'm doing uh, uh, and I'm teaching uh, Extreme Voices and Trolls singing, what I enjoy the most is when I hear people do stuff with their voice that they couldn't do before. Yeah. For me, like, it makes me smile. I a, mm-hmm. oh yeah you got it yeah so i'm like let's go <laughs> <laughs> so for me this is the, the reward of course i get paid for that mm. because we we need to pay the rent right but the part that I enjoy, enjoy the most is when i can hear someone doing something with his voice that he couldn't do before that is just for me an amazing feeling and and, yeah. and being able to share the knowledge i have and help people help people reaching their goal with their, with, with what, what, what they want to do with their voices. For me, it's just, just rewarding in itself, you know, just doing that.
0: Yeah, absolutely, man. I'd I love to hear that. So, um, I'm just wondering, Seb, is, is there anything else you want to mention in regards to this <laughs> subject? I mean, I know we can talk all day, but like, I'm no, genuinely no, just, no, I, 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 I think go for. we,
1: we, we, you know, we, we may, may you know, we, we, we got around pretty well you know there's yeah. <laughs> a, a lot of stuff covered we, i think we we, yeah, we we covered it uh uh pretty much of course we could go into more stuff but i think basically it gives people uh, uh um i think a more precise idea of of, of you know throat singing extreme voices yeah. voice acting and video game now i think i think we're we're we can call it a day yeah. <laughs> that's, no it's totally fine that's totally
0: fine Seb. <laughs>
1: i'm 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 joking but yeah no i i I think just (laughs) with this hour of me speaking and and, and, and you asking me question i yeah i think it's it's quite enough for today
0: (laughs) no it's good man and i I really appreciate your time and I, i just I guess to take us home then, yeah, where can the good people find you, all your projects, uh, you know, anything you want to plug, go for it. Of
1: of course, well, uh, uh, we are the Monster Factory as a YouTube channel. We're on social media, so you can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, even TikTok. God damn it. Uh, (laughs) I'm always like, please don't invent any other so, uh, uh, yeah.
0: yeah
1: i'm like i'm i'm done just to update stuff now like, yeah. okay i need to post on facebook and it's post on instagram now on youtube now on twitter yeah. now you know just so you can be out there uh, but mm-hmm. yeah we're we were there so so you can actually uh, go have a look on our website go have a look at our youtube channel we have tons of video uh, about voice acting and monster voices uh so yeah that's it and, and thank you so much for You know having me and and giving me again this opportunity to talk about my passion like i i i always enjoy uh uh always enjoy that so thank you very much for for giving me
0: that opportunity really it's my pleasure so i really (laughs) value your time and i think i've learned a lot and i'm sure people listening are going to feel the same way so yeah thank you so much my pleasure And there we have it. Thank you so much to Sebastian for coming onto the podcast and sharing your journey through the world of throat singing. I'm sure you guys listening will agree with me when I say that that was a tremendous episode with so much enthusiasm. I think he was definitely the most animated guest I've had on for quite some time, which is understandable given what he does. And if you'd like to know more about that, then please make sure you head into the show notes where I've left a whole bunch of links for you guys to check out. You've got his voice acting work, which is the Monster Factory. You've got his band. You've got his performance in the theatre. I've got a whole bunch of stuff in there, including a link to where you can get vocal lessons with Sebastian. I discovered this while I was on Chris Lipe's website. He's a former guest of the podcast and a tremendous vocal coach in his own right. And he's teaming up with Sebastian to do one-on-one lessons so if that's something that would be of interest to you or anyone you know then please make sure you pass that on i'm sure sebastian would love to meet you he's such a lovely guy and as you can hear he's so knowledgeable and passionate and would love to pass on his knowledge to you so once again all of that links in the show notes for you to go and check out at your leisure if you enjoyed this episode then please make sure that you follow like subscribe whatever it is you have to do on your favorite podcatcher so that you do not miss out on more incredible guests like Sebastian who are coming to the podcast with truly fascinating and unique topics from pop culture. I've got a bunch more stuff coming your way, so if you're new to Fundamentals, welcome aboard, make sure you check out what's available, and stay subscribed so you don't miss out. And if you want to support the podcast, there are a number of ways to do so. The best way is to just tell somebody. So if you enjoyed this episode, you thought it was really great, then make sure you share it on social media or you pass it on via word of mouth. Either way, it really helps to promote the podcast, get it out to more people, so more listeners basically come to the show and I can do more episodes and get more guests. I'm completely alone doing this. This is a one-man band, so any and all support you can give me in that regard really does go a long way. You can also leave lovely five-star reviews and ratings. In fact, I want to thank the 20 of you that seem to have left five-star ratings via Apple and Spotify. So if you are one of those people and I've not thanked you yet, then please make sure you tell me. And if you wanna go that one step further and leave a full on review, with five stars of course, then please tell me because I would love to read it out and love to give you a massive shout out on the podcast. Really is the least that I can do. And finally, you can also contribute to this podcast financially. There are two easy ways to do that. There's a coffee donation page and it's a tea public store. Both are links in the show notes. Again, you can go and check that out at your leisure. Anything you can give to help me along on this journey that I'm on would also be greatly appreciated. So once again, links in the show notes for all of that stuff. Right, that just about does it for me. I'll be back next week with a returning guest on a sort of follow-up topic to a previous episode. So make sure that you're subscribed, followed, all that good stuff so that you do not miss out. So once again, thanks for checking this out. Go and listen to some Mongolian, Tibetan or any other kind of folk singing. And I will see you all back here next week for another episode of the podcast.